Welcome back to another breakdown. Excuse me. Whoa, messing up the intro already, but a jacket breakdown podcast episode. Welcome back, everyone. I am Wes, as you guys probably already know, because I done botched the intro. <laughs> but uh, of course, we don't have Cole in today. Cole's uh, on his bye week. We do have co-host Jason in the building. Yep. Yep. So um, without further ado, it's just going to be us two. We're just going to spitball back and forth a little here and talk about our recent victory. What over, a victory that was. Oh, yeah. I mean, which you could, which is almost a better word, uh, slaughter. I don't know. Um, <laughs> was not expecting that. No, no. I'll be honest. No, we neither neither of us were. I don't think Cole was either, nor was Soli, based off uh, our predictions. Speaking of which, unfortunately, intern Soli is uh, MIA for the night. So yeah, hopefully, I haven't heard from intern Soli yet. Yeah, so. ho- hopefully Soli's doing all right. And Cole was quarantined last week, so yeah. he wasn't able to make it to the game. So I didn't want to put him through it. Yeah. Um, but he missed a good one. Oh yeah, yeah. He would have. He would have been happy to have been, been at that one, we for were, sure. We were standing, and I know I said it on a podcast before. And those fans that are listening to us and that were at the game, they got to hear Coach Tate, and they got oh. that comic. My daughter had such a great time, live and, and personal. <laughs> yeah, right. It was like she was at a comedy show. Honestly, as much as I heard her laughing, I think I think half the crowd was laughing. To uh, be honest, it was great. Great, but, um, great. You know, shout out to Ridge, uh, GG's to you guys. But uh, let me tell you something. I do. I, I personally, I don't know how you feel, but I love that stadium. It's awesome from the skyline, the sunset, and then just kind of being real close to the field too. That was pretty. That was pretty cool. And I guess uh, now that I think about it, maybe did I don't even know that they had a track. No, they did have a track, huh? Around the uh, around the football field, like most stadiums do. But yet, yeah, still, we felt so close. You could hear, as Jason's saying, you could hear Coach Tate. Uh, you probably didn't know what he was saying, but you heard him. Um, and that's what matters. <laughs> just, I just love it. And yeah. Old school, you know, in today's day and time where you got to coddle and, yeah, you know, be worried about everybody's feelings. Hand, hand, and, hand signals and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it, it just. He'll just yell at you. It's, it's just raw. And I love it. <laughs> raw and uncut. Certainly. Yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was a good time. That's for sure. Um, good little trip over there from, uh. Well, I'm I'm over here in the Lakeland area, but uh, it was it was certainly worth it. Certainly worth it. Like I like I said already, came out victorious. Uh, we are now one and zero. We have cemented that. Um, and you don't have Cole here to ask him, but the best thing about going one and zero is chance to go two and zero. That's right. Um, and we look forward to that. And we'll get into that a little bit later as far as our matchup uh, for tomorrow. Um, I'll go ahead and, and spill the beans now and say it is not Clewiston High School. Um, but it's another high school, and we'll get into that shortly. We're going to kind of cover the game still here up against Ridge, in which I will go back real quick in my notes and give everyone our game prediction scores. Um, so Cole had a Bartow winning 31-26. Jason, you had a 28-27 Ridge. I did. So you I were, just did that to motivate you. Were kinda, that's all, you you kind of wrong I mean. twice there. Um, you were filling my roles, what you're doing. <laughs> but uh, I predicted a 32-27 bout in favor of Bartow, while Soli predicted a uh, 28-17 bout. So needless to say, we were all very wrong, uh, besides the fact that three out of four of us predicted Bartow to come out victorious. Um let me go back here into the notes that I have for the game. If I could find it. <laughs> here it is. Okay, so um, 
What was do you do you recall the final score of that game? We well, we put up forty something to they might have forty eight to seven. Forty eight seven. Okay, I was just about to pull it up too. Forty eight seven. Uh, quite a quite a game. Quite a dominant so dominant dominant game. If you if you weren't there and and you know I know we have a lot of listeners outside of Barto that can't make the games and you know right. maybe used to live here or something or used to play at Barto. If you weren't there when the game started, you would not have thought it was going to be a forty-eight to seven game. Without I mean, a doubt, Ridge looked like what we expected. Right, the first drive. Right, and then after that, it's just like we settled down, and I don't know. You know, Coach Tate was putting his foot in a couple people. Yeah, <laughs> you know, getting on some kids and literally and, and inspired <laughs> them. But uh, yeah, we just shut them down. That first drive, that quarterback looked like what they were. The billing was all of, state. You know, all-state quarterback. Yeah. But then after that, you know, it wasn't a great, great night for the quarterbacks. Lynn started heating up late. Late, yeah. Late in the game, third yeah. quarter, you know. Um, Certainly. Second part of the third quarter. And then, then he, he ended up getting the stats up there. Right, a little but, bit. Uh, it was definitely a running game. Run, for, for, smash mouth D kind of kind of night for the Yellow Jackets. And they had, what do they call it? The It's not the A-chain. Something... When they bring in the big boys. Oh, um. But I remember Coach Tate, they ain't got no answer for that. They ain't got no answer for <laughs> Sort of those jumbo packages for yeah. the run game, uh, which is what it turned into. Um, I don't know that Lynn had a passing touchdown, um, but I can tell you about four or five players, including Lynn, had rushing touchdowns. Uh, we had people running the ball that I we weren't even completely familiar with yet. Uh, and, and not only did we run run the ball really well we ran up the score quite a bit too uh and as as jason already noted coach tate you know he he let it be known he let it everyone there probably heard him they don't got no answer for that and they just they did it they did and to be clear for you know if you weren't there yeah you know we ran the score up a little bit but it wasn't like we kept over ones in no no they brought in they were mixing it up everybody was playing and yeah everyone got their reps for sure so. By the fourth quarter, end of the fourth quarter, somewhere in the fourth quarter, I know for sure we had subs in. Um, I, I forget who we ended up having play quarterback. Uh, do you recall who ended up playing quarterback? I'm was a, that 15? So it was 15, and we need to make – let me go ahead and pull the roster up. We need to make this to correction. So I apologize. I know Jaden Williams played quarterback because <clears throat> Wes was there for right. the, for the uh, spring game. Yeah. But – uh. We have a number 15, and, and I was getting confused because these kids are switching numbers from <laughs> last year to this year. And, and Graydon then, was 15 last year, for those of you who don't know. So, K.J. Valentine. There we go. He's a sophomore, 6'2", 165 pounds. He came in okay. in the fourth quarter, and we got to see him a little bit, and they let him throw the ball a little bit. And, yeah, I think so. You know, so, the future looks bright for Bartow at that position still. Certainly, certainly. And – uh. We look forward to, you know, if we if we start handling these games the way we did with Ridge, uh, maybe we'll see him get some more reps later in the season towards the back half maybe or back half of games anyways um, and, and get to see a little, bo- a little bit more in terms of what the future may look like uh, there in Bartow. Not that we want to look at it too much because, you know, what's the future should be is, is what's right in front of us t- tomorrow, right? Uh, and we'll be making a little trip out there. But, um, yeah, like we said, a lot of a – lot of, Rushing, both yards, touchdowns, you name it. Uh, both quarterbacks, just awesome. Some of the best quarterbacks, uh, if not in Polk County, in the state. Um, and they've, they've both uh, proven that, and they have their fair share of accolades. 
um, between the both. I mean, they even got a picture together. Uh, like I said, I think in the last podcast, uh, they did some training together. They had a picture afterwards, and, you know, I saw a little talk on social media, them saying, you know, the kind of, that uh, everyone got to see what they wanted to, and, and, and Zach, uh, quarterback of Ridge, didn't quite agree with Lynn's statement. But uh, they, Lynn also, I noted, mentioned mentioning that uh, everyone thought it was going to be kind of a shootout through the air, if you will, and it, it just it, it wasn't that, um, which we, we were very wrong. You know, I, I certainly thought it was just going to be kind of a shootout through the air, deep, just air raid, you know, air raid style offense. And uh, we quite literally saw the opposite, which also means, though, that, you know, both sides on the defensive side anyways uh, prepared very well and, and knew what they had coming. Um, and needless to say, they did a good job. <laughs> and and shout out to uh, the coach of Ridge. There was three or four times that we noticed that he is actually calling out Bartow's play. Yeah. So he picked up something yeah. on film that <clears throat> hopefully will take care of that. And I know that's a thing. A lot of we do the same thing. We'll see the coaches will see something called out. But he was calling out to play. Yeah. And he was right. Yeah. And they couldn't stop it. Every exactly. time he called it out, we gained first down. I know it was on more than one occasion uh, where he called to check for the read option. And there was actually one play where he meant he he yells that out to his players on on the field. And I don't know if they didn't hear him or they didn't think. I I, I don't know what was going through those defensive players of, of Ridge's minds. But needless to say, we ended up scoring on that play, too. And it was a read option. So, um, Coach I, did his job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't say the same for the players. Sorry to knock you guys, but uh, it's just what we were observing, all right? Again, we could hear and kind of see everything going on very clearly there at the beautiful stadium over there in uh, Davenport area. But yeah. um, plenty of rushing touchdowns. I'll shout out uh, Lynn had a 25-yard rushing touchdown. And these aren't exact numbers by the way this is just me st- from the stands trying to get an approximate estimate uh lynn had a 25 rushing yard touchdown 60 yard rushing touchdown by jordy i do remember that play yes. that was pretty awesome uh shout out to jordy we had a, another rushing touchdown by lynn a bit of a qb sneak um at the end of that play it was 21 7 um so did did, did rich score on their first drive or no they ended up scoring at some time, and, well, needless to say, they didn't score again. I don't remember well, it when. wasn't the first drive. I don't remember. Okay, so it wasn't the first drive. Uh, we had a Marion Baker with actually uh, a deuce, two touchdowns. Shout out to Marion Baker. He's performing quite well, as everyone was who was running the ball, as we keep saying. Uh, we had number four, a bit of a, a, a new guy. We, we don't recall his name. Nice. I know that was Desarion Tolley's number last year. Deontay uh, Landrum. Deontay Landrum. And he's a running back, cornerback, junior, 5'10", 165 he pounds. He was speedy, 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 speedy. Reminded me for the Gator fans of a, a Percy Harvin type. Yeah. The way he ran that ball on the jet, outside. Jet yeah. sweeps, outside zone plays. This man was gone. You just I'm couldn't so catch happy because he, he ran one in. It was at least a 30, 40-yard run. Yeah. And I got called back for a penalty. Um, somebody was holding, I think, but, yep. uh, they ended up getting him the ball again in the red zone and yep. he scored. So good for him. Yep. So shout out to Landrum. Uh, it's good to see you out there performing, man. And, and we hope the best for you and hope you keep striving for greatness. And then, uh, we had number 32 who scored a rushing touchdown as well. And I don't know that 32 is even a starter, but I mean, he's, he's certainly proven it out there that, uh, that, that, that Traquan Jones. There we go. So shout out to 32 Traquan Jones. Another junior, six foot, 170 pounds. Yeah, he ran one in as well. So, I mean, quite quite the game. Right, our rushing attack. I mean, if if we're wanting to know or, or kind of describe our team, or 
whatever. We we know we can run the ball. That's one thing we definitely know. So yeah, we can run the ball. Um, I was hard on the defensive line week right. one. Yeah. Um, and, and like I said last podcast, as these games get going, we're gonna learn more about each team because we can see the common opponents and and the rankings and all yep. that stuff. Um, turns out I, I was talking to Roy Fuco today on social media, and uh, I don't get the ledger and come in here and read off no. from the ledger. We're official. Yeah, I mean, I'm, <laughs> we're trying to do it just from our eyes, yeah. you know, from our eyes and what we see. Right. Um, but I was talking to him and he put out his rankings. I really don't know what his rankings were, but I put that my top five in the County right now was Lakeland, Lake Gibson, Bartow, Lake my, Wales, Lake Wales. And then I was stuck on number five. Right. And he came back to me and said, if he did not put smaller schools in their own category, that right. he would put possibly Fort Meade at number five. Yeah. So that just goes to show you that first game, even though I said it was a winnable ball game for Fort Meade, and I stand by that. Of course. Um, Fort Meade's a good ball club. For sure. So, for sure. and October 1st, he told me Lakeland Christian and Fort Meade are playing. So I don't know who Bartow has that night, but that. That'd be a heck of a game to see. Lakeland Christian and Fort Meade, October first, you say? Yeah. Interesting. Lakeland yeah. Christian, I can say, is a very, very uh talented school. They have a lot of talented athletes. And I know that uh um a general uh, uh I think he's a running back. I he, he might play a couple positions. Uh, I forget it. I think he's number one, Williams. I know I see I've seen Lynn chat with him a couple times on Twitter. Uh don't I don't know how to pronounce his first name, so I'm not gonna sit here and botch it. I know the last name Williams. Um, and most of you listening may know who I'm talking about. Or if not, uh, if you're at that game, you'll see who he is because he's a heck of an athlete. Um, and I know Fort Meade, we know their running attack is is certainly yeah, something to, to reckon with. So, and yeah, they, it'll be a good matchup. And they demolished, I think it was Hardy. Hardy. Okay. Hardy, Hardy County. Hardy, yeah. And Hardy's, you know, over the years, they've always had a good program. Right. So for them to go down there and, and be, take care of business against that school – that's a big quality win, and for those of you that are new to this new format in high school football, it's a lot like college used to be. Yeah, goes by strength of schedule. Right. So you know, if you're going to be the second seed in your district to get in, you're going to have to have some quality wins there, and, and it looks like we had one. Yeah, and we know we got a tough schedule. So yeah, without a doubt, that's something we definitely know. Um, but nonetheless, we are we're looking forward to it. You know, uh, a lot of I see a lot of people saying. Uh, on social media that Bartow could potentially be the best team in the county. And, well, uh, by the end of the year, I think we'll we'll have that answer. Yeah, it, it's going to be. <laughs> I, you know, every time you got Lakeland, it's just, you know, Lakeland, a couple of years ago, Lakeland came to Bartow and, and, and Bartow beat them. And, yeah. and so anything can happen on Friday night. That's why we go to the games. Um, I'm not saying yet who I'm picking on that. I want to see a couple more games, and I want to see Lakeland in person. Certainly. But, uh, man, I'm looking forward to that. I'm excited. But we got one we got to get by. But before we go on to the game um, coming up tomorrow, which hopefully everybody's listening to this on the way to the game. Yeah, right. <laughs> on that long drive. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> what, it, what, what after seeing Bartu twice offensively, okay, what are you looking for now to, to see some more growth? Because we have weapons. We've talked about that in nonstop. And you just talked about the running attack, which we didn't. We knew we had some running backs, but we didn't know we had this many running backs, <laughs> right? Most so, definitely. So what, what what do you like to see in game three, game four, kind of 
after seeing the first two? So that's a, that's a great question. I'm glad you asked that, Jason. Uh, needless to say, I already had my answer on the way over here. And I am looking for uh, QB10 there, number number 10, Lynn Johnson. I know he's listening. I'm looking for Lynn and, and the team overall to sort of, or at least the offensive side, to establish that passing attack that we saw all too many times last year and uh, got to win us a lot of ball games. Well, we'll be honest, all sides of the ball ultimately win the ball games, but we haven't quite seen that be established yet, right? We've seen glimpses of it. I would definitely say we've seen Lynn ditch it out for a 50, 60-yard pass out to like Tylon, for example, Graydon um, in the Fort Meade game. So we know it's there. We know it's there. It's just, it's, 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 sort of I don't know it's teetering and and, and we're, we're hoping for it to kind of get to this other side this next level if you will that we know it can get to and I think maybe we might be seeing it here tomorrow night I hope so and it hasn't been bad by no means our passing attacks has, has been what we wanted to be thus far hence why we're one and oh right and we won the uh kickoff classic of course against uh Fort Meade who is definitely a, a great a great opponent smaller school great opponent but I'm looking. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for us to be established and be like, there it is. That's it, you know. Um, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit, I'm a big numbers guy, okay. But not too extensive into where like I'm looking for Lynn to throw for three or four touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? Like, as long as we win that ball game. But like you said, to answer your question, passing attack. I, I'd love to see it. And if if we don't, that's fine. As long as we win the ball game. Yeah, I'm happy. <laughs> well, Coach Tate is an old school football coach, and I can tell you right now, if they can't stop us running, he's going to run <laughs> for um, sure. For but sure. he does have, you know, a great quarterback, maybe one of the best quarterbacks ever at Bartlett. Right. Okay. So we know we got that passing attack. After watching us play for two games, I would like to see number four, Deion. Landrum. Landrum. Um, we got to find ways to get this kid the ball. I don't care if we got to put him in the slot. I don't care if he's running back kicks, punt yep. return. That kid needs to touch the ball three or four speed. times a game. He is speed. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it was just when he hit that corner and there's no stopping him. No. And, and he's not the biggest kid, but right. he's just so slight, you know, like a slasher. I could see him in a slot. They don't list them as a, a wide receiver, but that's the type of, you know, a the reverse or something like that. We got to find ways to get that kid the ball. Yeah, for sure. He reminds me of, uh, I think it was Daryl Davis, uh, number two, our smaller running back between Baker and Bell, um, who was just a speedy guy. You know, he he, hit, he would hit the hole and you'd just lose track of him. Right. And by the time he caught, caught on to where he was, he was, he was past that. Yeah. You know, he's 10, 20 yards down the field heading to the end zone. Yeah, and then I want to give a shout out to our kicker Ray. Yep. Um, I, I mentioned this to you during the game, and it goes kickers. You know, I was a kicker, so it goes. <laughs> it's like a kind of like being an offensive lineman, right? You know, you don't ever know, hear about it till they do something wrong. Um, <laughs> but man, when you don't allow the other team to run back a kick, yeah, and they start on the twenty yard line every time. I mean, I think we had three or four turnovers in the game, but they had to drive 80 yards every time. Yep. And the opening drive that we were mentioning, that ended in a turnover. <clears throat> right. So, shout out to Bartow's defense for being stingy. You know, they're running into that nest. Oh, yeah. And, and the defensive <laughs> line stepped up, but, man, props to Ray. Because yeah, for sure. He had one mistake. Well, the I think there was an extra point that he missed. But, yeah, yeah. Um, 
the pooch kick, got to keep that inbounds. Yeah, know, there's a reason. Right. There's a reason. You know, even me, <laughs> even myself, is saying, "Well, why are we pooch kicking when we can? He can kick it in the end zone, right?" But you know, that kid that's out there at that spot, they put trying to put the pressure on him, see if we can't get a, a turnover for sure. So uh, that, that's the only knock on on Ray. But man, a kid's got a leg, and and I know he's a multi-sport athlete, but he's got. If he wanted to kick in the future, yeah, I can't see why you know school wouldn't want a kid like that. Yeah, certainly. Um, it's quite the performance out of him, like you said. He, I don't know that Ridge ever got an opportunity. Maybe once, if anything, and not even then, because I know there was a penalty. I think we got on a, on a PAT that ended up knocking us back and, and potentially giving them the opportunity if Ray couldn't still boot it going back 10, 20 yards, 10, 15 yards, I think, and wouldn't be able to boot it into the end zone. And he still managed to boot it into the end zone, if I'm not mistaken. No, he, he so did. He had a heck of a game, without a doubt. Um, and with that being said, uh, I know that I don't know if this is something we're going to carry on. We'll see. But uh, if, if you had to give someone the sort of the MVP award for the for the team in their perform individual performance, who are you handing that to? Uh, if it, if it, if it's a, a certain set of, of of in terms of position wise, that's obviously fine too. I mean, what's what sticks out at me is Jordy. Uh huh. Only because Jordy has a great name. You know, everybody knows Jordy. Yeah. Uh, Jordy's got a bunch of offers. Yeah. I'm not saying I've been critical of him, but I've been looking for him to, to show me show me why. Yeah, and, and right. There was a play at the end of the half um, where they were trying to throw it deep a couple of times, and he was stride for stride with the kid, jumped up at the highest point, that knocked the ball right. out of bounds. Yeah. And, and this is a kid that just, you know, a little – 10 minutes earlier, ran a 60-yard touchdown. That's right. Yeah. So playing both ways, um, another kid, Deontay Hall. Yeah, Deontay Hall. Deontay Hall. I His name gets called out in the stands a lot. Yeah, <laughs> so amongst amongst parents and, and, and fans watching. He's out there balling. Um, but, you the know. wrecking ball. But uh, I would say Jordy and Ray. Right, okay. I, I, you can't. If I had to pick, those would be the two because. Right, deserving. I would agree. Um, How about you? I think I'm going to go with, and like I said, if you, you were to pick a position group, I'd be cool with that. And with that being said, I'm going to go with the offensive line. Because yes. uh, we didn't really talk about this at all until like quite literally now. Um, and then you mentioned you know, some of these position groups don't get as much love, and we all know the offensive line is one of them. Um, but, man, you, you know, we've been praising this rushing attack, rushing attack, rushing attack, and we were failing to, to kind of mention how and why this is so successful and how it's happening, and that – that is, yeah, sure. Certainly, the running back, you know, has to have ball carrier vision amongst all these other sort of traits to make them uh, efficient. But he's not going anywhere with no offensive line, right. you know, and 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 them taking on their task and being successful at it uh, as an O lineman. So I'm I'm going to give that to the O line. And it was a pretty clean game. I did mention the one yeah. touchdown that was ran and got called back, but right. there wasn't many offensive penalties. Not There's that a couple I on the defensive side, but yeah. Uh, I agree with you on that. As far as a unit, yeah. offensive line for sure. Five, I mean, five. I think five rushing touchdowns. That is incredible. I don't know the last time we scored five rushing touchdowns. And I think we saw we saw for the first time a healthy offensive line too. That that too. Yeah, I know. Uh, we mentioned. I believe we saw a pregame. Uh, leg was back in the lineup, yeah. so that was great to see. And I'm assuming uh, the, the 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 player who was at center before that, don't recall his name probably move to his, whether he was playing guard or tackle, the position he's sort of, uh, not I don't want to say better at, but sort of his set position. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, 
the offensive line performed. Yeah, and a battle of the, the quarterbacks where they try to hype the game up beforehand. Yeah. Definitely went to Lynn on that one. <laughs> and that kid's good. Yeah. But it just goes to show you that, you know, you're going up against that bar two defense <laughs> and it's stingy. Yeah. And they're playing with a lot of swag. I like that. Yeah. I don't see too much showboating me, me, me stuff. Nope. But I love the celebrating. I love the – the hype and, and, and the swag that that defense is playing with. And the other thing that I took out of it, the coaching staff, I love when they come to the sideline, the defensive coach, well, I, I don't know his name, so I apologize to you, but uh, yelling at the kids, everybody needs to be clapping, everybody, and just yeah. <laughs> getting the kids riled up. and, and Yeah, keep them in the game. I you know, it. it's never over. But that, that is a nice stadium, though. It's the first oh. time I've ever been there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I mentioned when we got there uh, – I didn't recognize it initially until we got out to the stadium. I, I've been there once in my lifetime, and that was for a uh, cross-country run back when I was a senior in high school for Lake Region. <laughs> uh, speaking of Lake, Lake Region, Region won, one and oh, baby, hey. we're going all the way. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, man. But no, it's a start in the right direction. You know, we, we reclassed ourselves as an independent school. I guess that means we have a little more flexibility with who we can play, and um, we we ended up winning 20 to 19. I forget against who, but I think they play Mulberry uh, this week or next week, so that'll be a little more of a tougher task, I would assume. So we'll see. Well, shout we'll out see. to the Lake Region Thunder. <laughs> After last season, you guys deserve it. Yeah, certainly. Well, uh, one one more win than last year, I think. <clears throat> well, before we move on to the second game of the official season, third game for us, but uh, I want to give a, a shout out to the Barto Booster Club, Athletic Booster Club. Okay. Um, First of all, they do tremendous work in the community with the school, and um, they are starting a campaign. Okay, who's next? Right, legacy campaign. And if you haven't heard about it, go check out their Facebook page, their Twitter page, yep. and, and and watch the videos that they've done on that. But basically, it's it's rallying up the community to mm-hmm. give support. This is something that if you're listeners and there's, and and there's a lot of you that are, are loyal listeners, and we appreciate you. You know, when Much we love. first moved into a studio in downtown Bartow, that before we got this space, that's something we talked about. Yeah. We wanted, as as MCN wanted to do something to try to give back to the community. So the mm-hmm. uh, Booster Club is doing this, and we support it 100%. Um, a lot of great players have come through Bartow, and we need to upgrade our facilities. Right. And to mm-hmm. kind of uphold that tradition. The athletic you know? side of it. The of schools course. the schools doing, the, you know, is starting to come up. They built a brand new building in front of the school and matched it to look like the school. So yeah. shout out to the school board and, and however that part works. But when it comes to the facilities, got to bring them up a little bit. And, yeah. and and that's what the Booster Club's trying to do with this campaign. So please go follow them, check them out, share it. If you can contribute, do so. If you know people, just share it, share it, share it. I just right. want to make sure I didn't forget to get that out because it's a great thing, and, and I'm excited to see what the Booster Club's able to do. For sure. I agree. I couldn't agree more. Uh, so as Jason mentioned, please go check out their uh, social media pages and check that out, and uh, and we appreciate it. Thank you. All right. So we were supposed to play Clueston. Clueston High which School. Which was a two-hour drive. Two and a half hours, I think. Yeah. It was a, Give or take. <laughs> It's a long drive. Yeah, we can agree on that. <laughs> it wasn't looking forward to it. I have no idea where Clueston is. No, uh, but apparently, w- another thing that I learned about this year is that we're going to have to deal with this COVID again. Yeah, uh, surprise. Yeah, so <laughs> they something happened there where they weren't able to play. 
Bartow was scrambling, trying to find a game. We thought maybe we were going to go back in the Ridge Davenport, Davenport area and, and, yeah. and play Davenport because they had a similar situation. Right. I'm glad we didn't. Okay. Um, after talking with some people, I mean, it would have been nice to see a first-year school and, and play them, but I think that we got a lot better matchup on our hands with the yeah. game that we got against Vero Beach. So if you don't know, we are traveling to Vero Beach tomorrow after work. Yes, sir. And uh, <laughs> many of you are probably on your way there now, so we'll see you when we get there. <laughs> but uh, we got a little shorter drive, hour and 45 minutes this time, instead yep. of two and a half hour drive. <laughs> um, bar 2 PD is on it. but <laughs> Go get them. <laughs> they're, they're on the way over there. <laughs> but uh, Vero Beach, I mean, <clears throat> doing a little research on Vero Beach, um, they had a big game. They lost right. 42-41. Up against Coco, I believe. And you said Coco was was a favor in that game. Yeah, I believe so. Based off the rankings, I could only assume, you know, by no means am I no expert, uh, but Coco was ranked somewhere up in the 20s, almost below 20s in terms of the state ranking within the state of Florida, obviously. And uh, they, they beat uh, Vero Beach, the Indians, as, as we mentioned, Jason mentioned already. We're, we're traveling over there and playing them tomorrow, which should be an awesome matchup. Um, but they they won, but just by a hair, 42-41. to 41. So I can imagine uh, being at that game would have been crazy. Uh, but nonetheless, Coco won. But yet they dropped in rankings despite winning by like eight. And now they're like 28th or 29th in the state. Really? So it's kind of crazy. You don't hear or no, nor see that too often. You see it in college sometimes, though. You know, a, a team that's heavily favored to win a game by 21, and they just barely scrape by last second kind of play, and they, they win by one. And you're great. You're cheering. It's awesome. But then you drop down one or two rankings because another team – you know, might have pulled off an offset against a tougher opponent kind of deal. Uh, so there's sort of a lot involved within these rankings and such. Uh, but, yeah, nonetheless, it was a little surprising to see. But as I mentioned to Jason earlier today, um, it seems that maybe we or Coco was predicted to win that game heavily, and they, they just barely scraped by. So their quarterback uh, is number five. He was 15 for 20 for 205 yards. Uh, that's a seven fifty percentage, so that was yeah. a very good game by him. Yeah, uh, they had a running back uh, number twenty four Ferguson. He ran for one hundred and nineteen yards. He averaged seven point four yards per carry. Oh wow! And then they had a receiver who totaled up one hundred and fifty six yards on nine catches, averaged seventeen point three, along a fifty one. And who's this? Who's this? The number on the receiver? The number on that receiver is number nineteen. 19. Floyd is his name. Sounds that might, might that might be a, a target favorite for the quarterback. Maybe something to watch out for. So uh, we got a shutdown corner. Yeah, Jordy. We just talked right. about him. So Jordy's going to have his hands full with with that kid. And and like we said, we don't know a whole bunch about Vero Beach, but we know they played a good opponent. They scored forty one points. Yeah, against a good opponent. So yep. uh, Barto is ranked a little higher at the moment. Right. Then. But that doesn't mean anything. We're going to have to go down there and are over there, and we'll have our hands full for sure. Okay, yeah, most definitely. And we're looking forward to it. I'm sure we're sure. You guys are all too. Um, we are ranked what? We're at 59, I believe. Yeah, last time I looked. I think we're at 59. And fun fact, team we unfortunately, I hate to remind everyone, we lost to in the playoffs, Tampa Tech, blah, blah, blah. I know. Uh, I think they're ranked 60. Uh, <laughs> just one behind us, which is oh. kind of crazy. 
So they have updated uh, Max Preps. And shout out to who's ever updating Bartos stats. As we yes. came on the show, the defensive stuff was up. <laughs> so uh, I'm hoping they're putting the offensive stuff in now. But the way it looks, uh, the they got Barto predicted to win 48 to 41. Wait, who? who it, you can see predictions? Well, I didn't even know this. Yeah. <laughs> it, I, it, Max Preps does a little you know, score Oof. prediction thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it's probably just randomly generated. <laughs> and, and I don't understand the state division. Um, Bartow is ranked 59 right now. Vero Beach is ranked 85. Right. And, but it says state division 11 and Vero Beach is state division 24. So that must be like the regions and right. stuff like that. Probably. But uh, I'm assuming that, see, I don't even know if they're in the same 7A as us or 8. I, I don't even know. I, all I know is we're in Lake Gibson, Lake District. <laughs> yeah, we're in a darn good district, really. Probably one of the better ones in the state, honestly, in terms of competition. My goodness. So uh, just uh, around the county real quick, um, in that top five, you got to throw Auburndale in there. Yeah, yeah, um, probably. But, uh, you know, it's funny because you put a five, four other teams, five other teams with Fort Meade in the, the top five teams in the county. Mm-hmm. And we play Auburndale. We play yeah. Fort Meade. Yeah. Playing Lakeland. Yeah. We play Lake Gibson. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, and just for giggles, uh-huh. I forgot what show we were on. I almost slipped up. <laughs> but uh, just for giggles here, we uh, we throw in a victory. Christian. Christian. Yeah. So, uh, and now Avira Beach, who seems like it's going to be a good opponent. So, yeah. Man. Looking forward to it. It's, it, it's it, going to be one heck of a it's got season. Got me hyped up like the Gators are playing or something. <laughs> and speaking of which, that begins in two days. Yes, college football. College I know everyone's football. excited. Kick we'll be chit chatting about that a little bit as as this. You got season a big game on. starting off with Miami. That's right. The Hurricanes, Derek King and company, transferred out of Houston. Had a decent year last year, I think. But we got old Mister Bryce Young taking over from Mac Jones. Shout out to Mac Jones. Got the starting position over Cam hey. Newton. Uh, Cam Newton didn't release. We won't get too much into that, but uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be an exciting year for college Cam football. Cam Newton's going to play for uh, Bishop Bishop Sycamore. You think so? <laughs> Probably. You think he gets the starting position though? I, I think don't know. He can start. I think he can start. <laughs> Did you see the picture of? Uh, there was a picture of Mac Jones without a shirt on and Cam Newton without. Yes. A shirt. <laughs> yeah. It's funny stuff. So those of you that don't know, since we touched on it, look up Bishop. Uh, Sycamore, Sycamore, right against IMG Academy, and get a good laugh at that story if you don't know it. Right, yeah, and and look, the reality is I don't know all the facts regarding the situation. I know what I've read, I know what I heard, so on and so forth. So we won't speak too much about it. But the fact that they played one of the best, if not the best, high school football team in the entire country. And no one knew about them. No one knew any of the players. They've never won a game. They've never really won a game, or not that we know of. Uh, you got a, a, a head coach with apparently like a, an arrest warrant out for him. And like, what is going on? And ESPN was quick to throw the third party group under the bus, but I don't care. ESPN, oh. you're to blame on that. Yeah, Bartow could have went and played IMG Academy and and done a better job. Yeah, seriously, than that team did <laughs> on ESPN. And let's give a shout-out to Lake Gibson. If you are not able to go to the game or find it on the app to watch the streaming, uh, Lake Gibson is playing against a, a team out of Georgia. Lones, Lones, Lones. I don't know how yeah. to pronounce it. Uh, it's a powerhouse <laughs> team, so that should be a good game yeah. on ESPN. I'm not sure which ESPN, if it's ESPNU or what, but I, yeah. look on your network, and uh, 7.30 should be the kickoff, 8 o'clock-ish, yep. somewhere around there. For that'll, that be, that'll be pretty cool. 
Uh, fun little fact, believe it or not, speaking of TV games, uh, someone may have told me that tomorrow's game is going to be on TV too. Yeah, I don't know. I saw Vero Beach was tweeting out at ESPNs and all that, but so I'm not sure what's going on there, but I haven't seen it on what it's on. Yeah, I did hear from a player that that's going to be the case, uh, a player of Barto, of course. I just don't know what channel or what, sort of what service, but uh, we'll try and figure that out and maybe put it out on social media or something for those of you who will not be making the uh, one and a half or so hour drive over to Vero Beach. Um, and we'll try and get that out to you guys. All right, anything else before we wrap this up? Um, I think we're forgetting one thing here, sir. Uh-oh. Oh, who won? Oh, we got to do score predictions. That's too. right. That's right. So who, who won last week? Because <laughs> I, I know I didn't win. So game prediction, 31-26, 28. Yeah, you did not win. Uh, you picked Ridge. 32-27, 28-17. Yeah, that was Soli's prediction. I had 32-27. And Cole had 31-26. Cole gave one less point to each team. I gave one more point, right? And then you have Soli 28-17. I don't know who we want to even give I'm that to. I'm giving it to West this week. West is now... 1-0, one 1-1, and oh, one and one, excuse one and, me. Well, he's got one win. <laughs> Sully is not eligible. He's not here. That's right. Um, <laughs> so what do you think this week? What's your score prediction? Uh, Let's let's go ahead and get that in real We'll get quick. Cole's on the way to the... Yeah, certainly. Um. So let me, I'm, like I said, guys, I try and remember all this stuff. I put it in my notes on my phone. All right. So let's see. Vero Beach Indians ranked 85. They just, let's see what I want to roll here. We're going to do something a little wild here. Kind of looking forward to it. Let me see here. Okay. Y'all are going to like this one. Well, not really, but why not, right? You already know where I'm going with this, but hold on. Uh, old Wes here is going with a 32-28 to 28 victory for the Vero Beach Indians. I'm doing it early. I'm doing it early. All right, I'm going 35-21, Bartow. 35-21, Bartow. Okay, interesting predictions. We know Cole's going to pick Bartu. Yeah, right. It's just a matter um, of his score prediction. Completely different uh, sort of predictions there by both Jason and I. But nonetheless, we're looking forward to it. We're excited. Um, we're, she, we're sure you guys are too. We're kind of going into some uncharted territory here out in Vero Beach. It should be a good time for everyone. Um, we, w- we wish our Yellow Jackets the best of luck. Go uh-huh. out there and win this thing. Don't get it twisted, guys. I'm not against you. Trying to motivate you a little bit, help you out. Come on, uh, but no, nonetheless, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, we look forward to maybe having Cole back on the show next week. We'll see. He's coming off of uh, his break, yeah, his week off, his bye week. week. <laughs> Thank you for listening. This is the Bartow Jacket Breakdown from the MCN Network. Peace. See ya.